Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Come on, side, side, side. Yeah, hey everybody, how y'all doing? It's come on, son. <laughs> the podcast, this episode, I like to call Damn, Damn, Damn James. Damn, this year started off with a bang. It's 2024, and already, there's a lot of stuff going on, y'all, a lot. <coughs> So we're going to talk about just a little bit of it. I'm getting to the Cat Williams stuff. I am. I'm not going directly there first, but I'm going to get to it. First and foremost, the Jeffrey Epstein list came out of people who are associated to Jeffrey Epstein. Now, y'all remember Jeffrey Epstein allegedly committed suicide in jail after he was found guilty of being a pedophile, pretty much. Right. And he had a lot of money, which is still a mystery as to where this man got all of this money from. But listen to all these people that were associated with Jeffrey Epstein. Nobody was convicted of any wrongdoing. They're not saying that these people did anything wrong. They're not saying that these people participated in any kind of pedophilia activity. But these are the people that were around Jeffrey Epstein. Listen to this list of notable people. I'm not going to give you each and every person, but just the notable people, okay? Uh, Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, magician David Copperfield, John Connolly, the New York police detective turned investigative journalist who investigated Epstein, Alan Dershowitz, remember him? High-profile lawyer and pundit who represented Epstein in 2006. Leonardo DiCaprio, Al Gore, <coughs> former U.S. Vice President under Bill Clinton, Stephen Hawking, British physicist and science author, Ayud Barak, former Israeli Prime Minister, Michael Jackson, Marvin Minsky, artificial intelligence pioneer, Kevin Spacey, who had some problems of his own with sexual assault. George Lucas, American film director and creator of the Star Wars saga. Kate Blanchett, Naomi Campbell, Bruce Willis, Cameron Diaz. And the list goes on and on and on. Let me see if there's anybody else here whose name y'all might recognize. Nah, that's pretty much it. But there are so many people that have been associated with this man that is ridiculous. One way or another, they're not saying that these people did anything wrong, but these are all the people that he knew that he was cool with that visited him in certain different places on his island and stuff like that. They're not saying that these people did anything wrong. Because you're in a room where a criminal does not make you a criminal. Okay? It just it doesn't. And I saw pictures before Chris Tucker being on his plane going to his private island with them. That doesn't mean that Chris did anything wrong. I'm not accusing Chris Tucker of any wrongdoing. 
But these are the people that that list came out that was unsealed by the court system of the people that were associated with Jeffrey Epstein. And that's that's kind of crazy. But you know what that proves to me? It doesn't it, it's not crazy. But what it proves to me is once again what I've always said about the United States. They don't give a damn who you are if you got money. They don't. If you damn near billionaire, people don't even care about who you really are at your core or what you really do. Like they will, if something even looks suspect, they'll turn around and act like they don't see it. If in some way, shape, or form they're going to benefit off the money that you have, they will act like they don't see it. It's just America. It really is. We got a former president right now that's running for re-election that has criminal indictments going through the court system right now. And because he was the president and because he's accumulated wealth, half of the American people right now are acting like they don't see it or they don't care. They just, mm-mm, he's the best president for us. Even after he was caught on tape saying he grabbed women by the pussy and he still got elected. It, that was uh, amazing to me. Absolutely amazing. So race and money make a difference in America. That's why this list is so fascinating to me, because I'm quite sure most of the people that was on this list that came out did nothing wrong. I'm quite sure there's some people on this list that did do some stuff wrong. And I'm quite sure that half the people on this list were just attracted to Jeffrey Epstein because he had money and prestige and power. And that's what people are attracted to. No matter what else you're doing, no matter which way you're going in life, no matter how you do things, if you got prestige and power and money, people are associated, people, I mean, attracted to it. It just goes on and on and on and on and on. How many times have you seen a beautiful, beautiful woman with a really not attractive dude, and you already know that dude got money, and that's what she's there for? You already know it. You know it. You've seen, and, and if you got talent, oh, my God. If you got talent, talent goes a long way. See, the difference in talent normally is the woman has to have some kind of beauty to her to make it. The man doesn't. Man can be ugly as hell. If he can sing, dance, dribble, run, he's all of a sudden to somebody he's beautiful because he's making money. He could go from, he could have been, a mail carrier and nobody would have paid attention to him. Let him be a first round draft pick and come out and be a quarterback somewhere and getting 50, $60 million. He's going to get a beautiful woman on his arm. If he wants one, if he doesn't marry the girl that was already rocking with him, he's going to get some really, really beautiful woman. But on the other side of that, if a woman is not that, incredibly gorgeous, but she's in the business. She's going to, she's going to get a guy. He might not be the best looking guy, but she's going to get a guy. She's absolutely going to get a guy. Like that kind of stuff that goes on in America never ceases to amaze me. Never ceases to amaze me. I never thought of myself as handsome, but I've been called handsome and I've been told that I'm extremely cute which is okay with me. I'm not, you know, you're not going to drop dead when you see me walk in a room. I'm not looking like that. And I've never had a problem in my life attracting women. Ever. And I just think that it's amazing to me watching people fall all over to be next to somebody because of their prestige. I remember one time Meek Mill was talking about he went to the Rock Nation brunch during the Grammys 
And he said, yo, I saw him. He tweeted this, actually. He was like, yo, what happened to men? He said, I watched dudes at the Rock Nation brunch trip all over themselves to try to get a picture with Jay-Z. So what happened to just being a man? Like real men, you don't you don't do that. You're not, you know what I mean? You don't, you don't ride another nigga's dick for less of a better term. But you guys know what I mean. You don't, you don't, you don't ride on another man's stardom. That's that man. You your own man. You know what I mean? So I, I saw Meek Mill say that, and I've seen that before, not just with Jay-Z, but with Diddy and other people of that stature, with Dr. Dre, with Eminem. I've seen it a million times. I've seen it. I say, what's up? But I play my position. You walk past me, I'll be like, yo, what's good? Oh, what's up, Ed? And we shake hands, but I'm not running to be in the same section that you're in. I'm not doing that. At the end of the day, I'm my own man. Now, if you invite me, I'll come over but I'm not going to bust my ass to be over there. And I've, I've seen it time and time and time again. People lose their morals. People lose everything just to be next to somebody. That's just like you right now, the person that's listening to this podcast. You right now, you have family probably, maybe some brothers and sisters, some nieces, some nephews, things of that nature, right? You got friends, people that you hang out with. Hit the the uh, Powerball for a billion dollars. And watch how your phone starts ringing from people that you have never, ever, ever heard from in your life. Watch how you start getting invited to all of this shit that you was never invited to. Watch how Gucci and Louie and Balenciaga find you and call you and tell you what they have coming in the store and tell you you could come there for their private shopping experience and they'll close the doors and lock the doors for you. I know this shit because you know what? I remember Mary telling Mary J. Blige telling me this. This happens to her. She said, and I cannot believe it. She said, they call me when new stuff come in and I can shop after store hours. Just me or me and my sister, or me and whoever I want to bring. She says, sometimes I'll go if it's something I'm interested in, but more often than not, I say no, because when I was struggling, y'all wasn't trying to invite me. But now that they know that she's somebody, now that they know that Mary's making money, all of a sudden now, they're her best friends. And that's the same thing what I was talking about with Jeffrey Epstein, y'all. It's the same exact point. Well, Jeffrey Epstein, that's why all of these people were around him. Now, uh, do we know that they were, you know, knowing he was dealing with underage girls? I don't know. I'm quite sure nobody was carding the girls that was around them. I mean, Prince Andrew got accused of something, but they made that go away real quick, didn't they? Did a damn good job of that. So I just find that shit absolutely amazing that this list has come out. Man, this year is starting off like two guns a-blazing. Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers was going at it. Speaking of Epstein, Aaron Rodgers was on the Pat McAfee show on ESPN, and they was talking about this list. And Aaron Rodgers said something to the effect that, nah, but Jimmy Kimmel might be on that list. And man. When Jimmy Kimmel got wind of that, first of all, he called him an asshole. He called him a soft-brained person. And he told Aaron Rodgers, without any shadow of a doubt, listen, you're putting me and you're putting my family in danger by saying that I had anything, any association with this man whatsoever. You're, put, you're, you're, you're really kind of making me look like I might be a pedophile. And that shit is fucked up. And he told him, "You, my name come out your fucking mouth again. We going to court. And when I saw that, I was like, yo, that's how you beef. You know, that's how white boys beef. I like that. Yo, I'll take you to court, fam. I like that. Because Jimmy Kimmel got bread. He know Aaron Rodgers got bread. So sue Aaron Rodgers for defamation of character. And get some of Aaron Rodgers' bread. I like that. It wasn't like, yo, on site, when I see you 
I'm going to shoot you. I'll shoot your moms. I'll stomp your kids out. It was none of that. It was straight, you asshole. You soft brain motherfucker. Keep my name out your mouth before we go into court. Straight to court. Same way, remember when Cardi B did that to Tasha K? She, she does podcasting too. <clears throat> Cardi B sued her for defamation of character and won. Won. Tasha K still ain't, you know, pay her yet. But Cardi's put, like, Cardi's not fucking around with that. Not at all. Not at all. Let me tell y'all something else, too, while this shit just popped into my mind before I move on. I love Nicki Minaj. I do. Don't get me wrong when I say this. I love Nicki Minaj as a rap artist. I think she's talented. I think she's nice on the mic. But what I don't understand is why she's so angry. I, I don't get it. Um, she has to understand that there's, it's okay for it to be more than one female rap artist. So she did, I don't know if y'all saw it. She did, uh, it wasn't New Year's Rock and Eve, right? Because that's the Dick Clark one. She did the one with... Uh, uh, my man from the, my man that runs all the reality shows and Anderson Cooper, they was there and they went to Nikki for her new year's resolution. And Nikki said, my new year's resolution is to keep my foot on these bitches next. And the first thing I thought about was why are you so mad, boo? Why are you so angry? Why was that your new year's resolution? <laughs> and I, <laughs> I hope you did it just <laughs> to get press or something. But the first thing I thought of is you're so talented and you're so up there as far as artists are concerned, right? You're a superstar. Remember you did, uh, remember you was a judge on American Idol and you and Mariah couldn't get along? Remember that, y'all? And you streamed, you sold. I'm not sure how this shit works either anymore when it count sales, but you did your thing. You got the Pink Friday 2 out. People are loving your music. Why do you have to come off as such an angry person sometimes? Like, and it's not just sometimes. It's like, even when you go on your live, you angry. You sit down with Funny Marco, you angry. Why are you so angry? What do you have to be so angry about at this point in your career. I defend you as an MC. I have publicly before and I will again. I just don't, I just don't get it. I don't get it. And speaking of stuff, y'all that I don't get, um, Dr. Umar and I had a difference of opinion. So I did do my research and I found out that Dr. Umar is a doctor. He is a clinical psychologist. He's a school psychologist, got his degree in Pennsylvania. Okay. We had a disagreement as to whether or not Eminem could be considered a goat of hip hop. Okay. Um, and just for the record, there is not just one goat. There is no such thing as the greatest of all time in hip hop. There isn't. You can't quantify it in any way, shape or form. There isn't. This is not stats. This is not a stat driven thing because if it was stat-driven, then you would definitely have to put Hammer up in there. And as far as being an MC, which is what you're supposed to be, a master of ceremony, a person that rhymes, not taking anything away from the amount of records Hammer sold or the entertainment value of Hammer's shows, because those were spectacular, both feats. But when you're talking about rhyming on the mic, you're not going to put Hammer in your top 10. You're not going to put Vanilla Ice in your top 10. They both sold a shitload of records. Eminem sold a shitload of records too, but you're going to say Eminem is in your top 20, right? So the point that I was trying to make is Eminem should not be penalized because he's white. Yeah, we know that this was an African-American created music genre, okay? But if you're using that analogy that because he's white, 
he can't be a GOAT. Then can Pun be a GOAT? Because Pun is Puerto Rican. He's not black. How about Fat Joe? He's not black. Huh? How about Tito from the Fearless Four? One of the first Puerto Ricans actually on record. He can't be down in hip-hop because he's Puerto Rican. Nate Smith created basketball in Canada for white boys in the YMCA to play basketball. Black people didn't invent basketball. So Michael Jordan can't be a GOAT. LeBron James can't be a GOAT. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. They can't be GOATs. Well, Larry Bird could, right? Because he's white and it was invented by a white guy. So, so, so okay. So Jimi Hendrix cannot be one of the greatest or the greatest guitar player of all time because white people invented the electric guitar. That's my point. I got called an Uncle Tom. I got called a coon. I got called everything. Now, mind you, those things absolutely, I'm telling y'all this because I read it, right? But it doesn't bother me. My life went on. I got up. I did my job. I don't even care because the people that are calling me those names don't know me, right? Now, if that came from my mom, I would have probably been hurt by it. My brothers, my, my wife, somebody, my child, I'd probably been hurt by it. But I don't get hurt by people that I don't know on the internet. I don't. It was, uh, it was a disagreement on a point between Dr. Umar and myself and MC Shan. Oh, it's amazing to watch a brother go up against another brother to protect the white boy. What does that matter, y'all? You are doing the same thing that you accuse white people of doing. The same thing. You're being racist against a MC because he's white. If Eminem was not good, do you think Dr. Dre, who's one of the greatest producers of all time, would have anything to do with him? Huh? Do you think some of our greatest MCs would jump on a record with him if they didn't think he was good? Or even not good? You got to be better than good when you're white. You got to be great. Do you think 50 would do records with him? Do you think Buster would do records with him? Do you think Jay-Z would do records with him if he wasn't great? These are great MCs I'm talking about. Every fucking black MC out there thinks that Eminem is a great, not just great, probably phenomenal MC. But y'all want to hold the color of his skin against him and say he can't be the greatest of all time. Nobody's the greatest of all time. The people are going to throw it out there, but you can't because hip-hop hasn't finished. So how can somebody be the greatest of all time? You can say of their era. And remember we said in 2023 we're going to leave that Michael Jordan, LeBron James conversation out. We make that conversation just so we can have fodder for what we're doing as people that broadcast stuff, podcasters, sports people, reporters, something just to hook you in and drive you in and make you listen or make you read. That's why those comparisons happen. Because other than that, you should just go by the era. They didn't play and live in the same era. Well, they lived in the same era, but they didn't play in the same, at the same era at the same time. Can't compare them two dudes. Just let it be. That's barbershop talk. That's what I call it. Hip-hop has a continuation. In 2023, nobody streamed more songs than Drake. So Drake's Canadian, and hip-hop was created in the Bronx, and it's American, and it's black, and Drake is half white. So Drake could never be considered one of the greatest of all times, right? Or the greatest of all times. Suppose Drake outsells every fucking body for the rest of his career. Suppose Drake just has crazy numbers for the rest of his career. Suppose Drake goes on to do blockbuster movies where he's making a ton of money for the rest of his career. Because he's Canadian and half white, he can't be considered the greatest of all time. I keep telling y'all this, there is no 
greatest of all time. There's not, not in hip hop, not in basketball. It's not. It's for the time being right now because the same way Bron broke Kareem's record, you might not live to see it, but somebody's going to break LeBron's records. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Records were made to be broken, folks. That shit's going to happen. I ain't going to be alive to see it. Same way I ain't going to be alive to see the Knicks win the championship. <laughs> Much to my damn chagrin. But, folks, listen to me. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. So let's stop all the goat talk. Let's stop calling people names because they didn't agree with Dr. Umar. I have the utmost respect for Dr. Umar. I just didn't agree with him on this point, and I had all, I said it out loud about where he got his doctor from, but I had always wondered it. I probably should have already Googled it. The same way I, I didn't know where Reverend Al Sharpton was reverend in that. I asked him that, too, in, in the interview. Where do you reverend? Same thing I asked Ron. Ron, where do you reverend? Because you call yourself Reverend Ron, but do you have a, like, a church home that you reverend in? I guess that's, you don't need that to be a reverend, I'm quite sure. But I did ask. So knock it off, y'all. Like, for real. And keep your mouth out of shit that don't concern... You know what I mean? Hip-hop concerns me. That's my thing. You can't take that away from me. Am I the greatest of all time in hip-hop? No. Am I an icon? Absolutely. So stop it, y'all. We got more Come On, Son, the podcast coming up. We're going to take a short break right here. Come on, son. You know you whack for that shit, son. Come on, son, son. Back with more Come On Son, the podcast. Now, I would be remiss and selfish and stupid if I did not recognize what went down this week with Cat Williams on Club Shay Shay's podcast. Club Shay Shay is Shannon Sharp's podcast. Shannon Sharp is a Hall of Famer, tight end. Very well respected in the sports area. He sits down on his podcast like I do, like Joe Budden does, like a million dollars worth of game does, like like Drink Champs does, like Carisha Please does. We all sit down and we talk to people and celebrities. And he had the controversial Mr. Cat Williams on his show. And it got released and God, did the internet go crazy. Now, I don't really think white people cared. I know I don't think. I ain't seen no white outlets reporting on this at all. But black people? Oh, black people gave a fuck. Oh, yeah. Black people were glued to see what Cat Williams was talking about. And it was a topic of conversation in every black's beauty salon and barbershop. Sometimes I go to the Dominicans to get my hair cut. They didn't give a fuck about it. They wasn't talking about it at all. Matter of fact, they don't even speak English in the barbershop. Like, I have to use my Google Translate to talk to my barber. Okay? So, they play Spanish music. They didn't give a fuck about Cat Williams on Club Shay Shay. He went in on Cedric the Entertainer. He said, Cedric the Entertainer stole his joke. Cedric the Entertainer had a very famous joke about backing up a spaceship with music, and if white people went to the moon, we're going to go to the moon too and put a cigarette in your mouth and bounce to a cutie pie by one way and backing up a spaceship. You have to see it. It's on the Kings of Comedy, okay? He said that Cedric the Entertainer stole that joke from him. That's what he said. He said, I would have stabbed Cedric the Entertainer in his big fat stomach and he went crazy on Cedric the Entertainer's looks and he said, Cedric the Entertainer, matter of fact, play what Cat Williams said about Cedric the Entertainer, please. Cedric told you when you asked him, did you steal Cat Williams' joke? Yeah. He said, it don't line up. How it don't line up? He thought that I was just a no-name comedian and that he could take this joke and nobody would know. Right. The issue was that I had already done this particular joke 
on BET's Comic View twice. Right. It had done so well on BET's Comic View that they had made it part of the commercial. So part of the commercial of make sure you tune in to BET was you seeing me doing this joke. So this is not just a random joke. This is my very best joke, <laughs> and it's my last joke, and it's my closing joke. Okay. 1998, I'm doing this joke. It's on Comic View. Cedric comes to the comedy store. He watches me in the audience. He comes backstage. He tells me what a great job I did and how much he loves the joke. Two years later, he's doing that as his last joke on the Kings of Comedy. And he's doing it verbatim. He's just changed my car into a spaceship. Him and Steve had already apologized for me, so I gave him a pass for a decade. Why would you sit here and be like, I talked to, I saw Cat 30 times, <laughs> and Cat didn't do, as I stand before you, Shannon. I would have bust Cedric's stomach. <laughs> There was nothing that would have kept me from one of these in, in that patch right there. Like, are you kidding me? Why would you downplay me like that? Why did I give you a pass if you were just going to lie? Cedric sitting here telling you why he ain't a movie star. He over here look like a walrus. You didn't say nothing. He can't even get his arms off his stomach sitting over here. Why well, I'm can't, not a movie can't, star. Can't, can't. What? It's a situation. He never wrote anything. Remember, when Cedric the Entertainer starts, he's supposed to be singing dancing and telling jokes. That's why he's called the entertainer. Right. We found out he can't sing, can't dance, and doesn't write jokes. He did four comedy specials. They're so bad, Shannon, they're not available on Netflix or Tubi. Can I say that again for the audience? They're so bad that they're not available on Netflix or Tubi. You don't think Sam's a good, a good comedian? The world doesn't think that, sir, I have 12 comedy specials. He has four specials that are not available on Netflix or Tubi. And this is the age of truth. And, and, and the truth doesn't need to be scared of the fact that people tell lies. Uh, cats on drugs. Where are the stories? Why is there no story of anybody who ever sold a drug to me, did a drug with me, was around me when I was inebriated? I got five daughters. I got five sons. Why would we tell these ridiculous stories? Because it's com competition. Now, I'm reading Cat Williams won Cedric the Entertainers and Heiser Bush Best, L Best Los Angeles Comic Award. Did you win that award, won Cat Williams? It's a simple yes or no. It's not a rhetorical question. It's a question that probably should have been asked to Cedric the Entertainer. I'm asking you. I got you here, though. I know. I couldn't <laughs> believe Cedric didn't get asked that question. <laughs> you still a dude's joking to give him an award, and then 10 years later, you don't know nothing about it. <laughs> hey, but I, but I promise you this. What? If he sees me again before he sees you. He'll be talking different when you see him. That's for certain. That's the difference. That's what these comics understand, is that I'm not doing nothing for clout. I don't even recognize clout. But eventually, the Lord is going to let me and you be in one hallway. A lot of these dudes go. But you did win the award. How did the award <laughs> help your career? It had to help some cat. Nope. No, nope. come on, Ken. I didn't remember it. It happened to you. Just said it. Set. How can Cedric give you an award that was worth something? Everything Cedric and Ricky Smiley ever been in got canceled for not being funny. Thank you. Now this is what got me. First, he said that he told that joke in 2018, 2019. Then when he was reminded by the producers of the show that the Kings of Comedy was in 99, 2000, he changed it to 98. That was a little confusing for me. So was it really 98 or was it 2018, 2019? And then somebody put up a clip of Cat Williams telling his joke, which to me ain't the same joke. That was a question to me. And a question to me too was, it's 2024. You said a lot of times on there that you're one of the greatest stand-up comedians of all time. 
to which I would agree. But in 2024, why are you bringing that up? I guess it's because uh, Club Shay Shay had Cedric the Entertainer on, and he asked said the question uh, about stealing one of your jokes. Play what Cedric had to say. Can't say you stole one of his jokes. Yeah, like I mean, it was ridiculous. You know what I mean? It was like the idea of the joke that he was even talking about don't even match up with no timeline. So for me, it was one of those things like... Did you have a conversation? Did you guys sell it? Did you have a conversation with Cat? Well, I responded to him the way he responded to me, but that's what I said as well. I've seen Cat, you know, even before then. Right. I've seen this guy 30 times. Like, dog, if you literally was that... Upset, upset about, about it. it, like dog. Just why step you, to him and say, "Hey, yeah, hey, why say, you say you nothing?" Say. Like that don't even make sense. This is this is some internet shit, and uh, that's all I can say. So, you know, when I responded to him, he didn't respond back to me, and I left it at that. Do you feel that uh, someone else has stolen some of your material? Oh, that, that's a part of this business, right? Like, you know, and I think that you know sometimes it's intentional and sometimes it's not. Right. Okay. So, and then he goes on to say that after. He was supposed to be one of the new kings of comedy that they approached him after Bernie passed and they wanted to take it back out. And he was supposed to be a new king of comedy, but he didn't want to go on the kings of comedy tour because of Steve Harvey's treatment of Bernie Mac. He has a lot of respect for Bernie Mac and I love Bernie Mac. Y'all know Bernie Mac was a who's the man. Bernie Mac was a friend of mine until he passed on. When I tell you one dude that has never, ever, ever changed, y'all have heard me say this before, is Bernie Mac. Love Bernie Mac. And Bernie, the stuff that he said, Cat Williams said about Steve Harvey calling to try to get Bernie's role on Oceans and that kind of stuff, Bernie told me out of his own mouth. And Bernie... I've known Bernie. Like I said, we did Who's the Man in like 91 to 92. The movie came out in 93. Okay? I met Bernie during the taping of uh, Def Comedy Jam. And I went and said, we need Bernie Mac in this movie. Bernie Mac has never fronted on me. Bernie Mac has never lied to me. I believe Bernie Mac when he say Steve Harvey hated on him. I believe it. So, so... He said, Cat Williams said, he was, play that clip when Cat's talking about him supposed to be the new king of comedy and why he wouldn't do it. I got the offer. Then what happened? But I turned it down. Why? Because you shit on Bernie. And I know the truth. You think I'm going to let you shit on Bernie and then come get me? I'm the next king? Fuck you. <laughs> why? Because the whole time Bernie was here, you was acting like you was funnier than him. The reason you were supposed to go last is because it was your tour. Tell the truth. It was Steve's tour. Not it was going to be called the Kings of Comedy. It was Steve's tour. These are the guys opening for him. Of course, you got to close if it's your tour. That's why it was such a big deal. But you couldn't do it because you can't beat the best. And until you humble yourself, you will forever be kinged by the king. And because you finally did it, because you didn't have no other choice, and now that he gone, you going to act like, he wanted to be a movie star. You stop it. You stop it. That man was funnier than all of y'all, and y'all thought y'all had one over on him. You thought he was black and ugly, and you were good looking, and he couldn't make it, because you did. And that ain't the way comedy works. The king is the funniest. Period. Every time. And that's why no audience member was ever swayed. It didn't matter where Bernie went. You think if Bernie went first, he wasn't the king? <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. Get your ego out of this. You let the best be the best. Okay, now, he called Steve Harvey Mr. Potato Head. I ain't got no problems with Steve Harvey. I love Steve Harvey, matter of fact. When I see Steve... Steve treats me with the utmost respect. I'm just telling y'all what Bernie told me. Okay? Steve treats me with respect. I love Steve. He's a cigar smoker like I am. I don't have a problem with Mr. Harvey whatsoever. I'm proud of him. I'm happy that he's getting what he's getting. And I love watching him on TV. It makes me laugh. Okay? But here's the thing that I don't get about America. Come on, y'all. 
You honestly did not know that Steve Harvey was wearing a hairpiece during the Steve Harvey show. You didn't know that? You never looked at it and said that hair is too damn perfect? Okay, maybe I'm the only one that's that. I'm, I look like it at things like that. Okay? Then he goes on and says that Steve Harvey stole from Mark Curry. Mark Curry and I are friends. I've known Mark for, oh, my God, forever. Me and Mark connected during Def Comedy when I was one of the celebrity hosts of Def Comedy when they shot it in L.A. Mark Curry and I connected because Mark was doing that show, too. So Mark And we hung out afterwards, had a good time. I know his family. Mark is a good fucking dude, and he's funny, too, okay? Then he goes on, on he went, he went off on so many people, but he really gave Ricky Smiley the business about Friday after next. And then he said that they switched the roles around. He said he got the role of Money Mike, and then they switched it around, gave it to Cat, and Cat was supposed to play Santa Claus. He made it seem like Cat was supposed to play Santa Claus. But Cat said he was egregious when they was on the set. He was being disrespectful and hateful towards Cat Williams. That's what Cat said. He said, not now. He said, when they did Friday after next. Ricky did end up playing Santa Claus. Cat played Money Mike. Folks, I auditioned for the role of Money Mike. I didn't get it. Nobody else could have did that role but Cat. Now, when I saw it, when I saw it, it was a pimp-like role. It was because I went, when I remember my audition, I went and got a wig so I could look like a pimp. So, I don't know. You heard what Ricky said on Club Shay Shay and then what he said on his radio show and what Cat had to say about him. I auditioned for that role. A lot of people auditioned for that role. Cat Williams won that role. Won it. And then he went on to say that he had in his contract that Ricky Smiley couldn't work with him unless he had a dress on. Listen to what Ricky had to say about how he got that next movie role. I think it's called First Sunday or something like that. I can't remember. I know it was an Ice Cube vehicle. That's why when Cat said that, I didn't believe him because you weren't even a star of that movie. But listen to what Ricky had to say about how he ended up in that role. Yeah, that right. was the, I just uh, wanted to, to, to clarify that. And then there was no contract ever uh, that uh, in, in agreement with the first Sunday movie because that was a whole different production directed by who just directed my Netflix special, David E. Talbert, uh, about me playing Bernice Jenkins. Uh, that's something that David called me personally. David and Lynn are fans and have been fans of my work for a long time. And they was like, we want you to play Bernice Jenkins, and you know, and 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 here you go, and and that's what happened. And I went out there and shot that in one day, me and Red Grant, and that was a lot of fun. Right. And it had nothing to do with uh, Cat Williams' contract uh, 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 or, or whatever. So, so I'm, you know, what I'm saying like, uh, I, I respect, uh, I respect Cat. Uh, definitely disappointed that uh, you have to get on the air and explain something uh, uh, like this, but. Um, you know, that that's that's the that's the that's the truth. And I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. So that part of it I I, I don't know. I didn't I didn't believe it. He said Tyler Perry and Ricky Smiley can only play women, they're not good at playing men. That's what he said. And then he said Brandon T. Jackson only got Big Mama House too because he wouldn't put a dress on. He said, Martin Lawrence said, yo, we're going to work together. We're going to do like some buddy type of cop movie. And then they called him in. It was Big Mama's house, too. And he told him, y'all better go get Brandon T. Jackson because he wouldn't wear it. But the one thing that that really caught me was the ludicrous stuff. I don't know what ludicrous did to Cat Williams. I, I don't know. But he said that ludicrous is Illuminati. That's why. They called him and Ludacris in and told them one somebody's going to get $10 million a movie 
but you got to shave off your sideburns, which was Luda, because he shaved them off for, for Fast and Furious, but he got them back now. And you're going to get you a light-skinned, ugly-in-the-face wife, which I thought was totally uncalled for. But Luda clapped back. He immediately clapped back quick and in the greatest way Ludacris could because he's an MC. He clapped back in a freestyle. Check this out. Whatever's heavy on my heart is always on my mind. Like Snoop's cannabis shredder, I'm always on my grind. They throwing shade because niggas could never take my shine. I bring my watch collection on my jet. Let me take my time. Like fine wine, I'm aging like Benjamin. Top five, I'm worth mentioning. Bring me rappers, I'm lynching them. See the pendulum swing, Jesus with diamond thorns. Ludacris, swaddled in Gucci linens when I was born. Never been Illuminati. Only a Illuminati, and I only left with bitches when coming from any party. Now I'm married with kids, the evolution of life. Never been a clout chaser, never say shit for likes. R.I.P. John Singleton, you never have to flex when you earn every one of your Fast and Furious checks. Afro with the sideburns, yeah, that's my signature. Addictions on the rise, comedians check your temperature. We don't own the rights to that. To the music, bro. I just thought it was just so damn dope that he actually went into the studio and clapped back as an MC. Cause that's something that he knows that other people can't do. Phase on Love got it. He went in on Phase on Love. But you know what I found interesting? He didn't touch DL Hughley. He said he loves DL Hughley. I love DL Hughley also. I love Cedric the Entertainer also. I don't know what propelled that from Cat. Um, I'm glad I didn't get roasted. <laughs> I'm so glad. I, I was like, damn, good. You know, man, I haven't I haven't been I met Cat a few times, but I haven't never been around Cat like that. Um, he's a great comedian, ain't no doubt about that. But um I don't know if you want to get on on his bad side because, damn, did he come out shooting? And it's just amazing how it just went viral and it went crazy. But I know a couple of people that are kind of pissed at Shannon Sharp behind it. And I'm not going to say anybody's name because they said if it was their platform, they wouldn't let somebody come on and talk bad about Shannon Sharp the way Shannon allowed it, he was leading the line of questioning that brought up these people's names that made him go in that direction. But to be honest, y'all, everyone that sits behind this microphone, everyone that has a podcast, everyone wants to go viral. Whether you're egging it on to go viral or whether it just happens by itself. Like the time I had T.S. Madison on my podcast and it went viral because I asked T.S. Madison, would she ever go full transgender? Which means she has a penis, take her penis off and however they do the surgery to make the penis become a vagina. And she said, no, I still like getting my dick sucked. And the shit went viral. I also had asked her, about how to deal with having a gay child. And the LGBTQ community applauded me for it because they said that's the conversations that needs to be had. That went viral. I didn't try to make it go viral. It just went viral. And this year started off with a bang because Cat Williams came out the box going viral. And that's what we all want. Club Shay Shay, Joe Budden saying controversial shit about people. The Come On Son, the podcast. I didn't say that about my disagreement with Dr. Umar to go viral. That was just honest, my honest thoughts. But it did go viral. It did. And it was talked about until this Cat Williams shit came out. Thank God for Cat Williams because I got tired of being called out my name. Um, 
Nobody's going to say it in my face, though. You know that. I'm 6'2", two, two something. You don't want no problems with me. Um, and all of this stuff that's just going on at the top of the year, it's been crazy. But Cat just made us all concentrate real quick, real, real quick. A lot of people got thrown under the bus. A lot of old videos was being brought up all over the Internet, man. If this is the start of 2024, I can't wait to see what the rest of the year is going to bring. This is Come On, Son, the podcast. Damn, 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 James. My name is James, y'all. Uh, y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. We'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about you next week on a very special episode of Come On, Son, the podcast. Super special. Okay? Super special. We'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about you. Keep God first. Everything else will stay in the place. Be good if you can't be good. Be careful. Can't be careful. Please don't get on Cat Williams' bad side. Until the next time we ride together, slide together, laugh out loud together, Ed Lover, Campy, Krista Hayes, saying God bless each and every one of y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning us in and never tuning us out. We give you the good shit, never the bullshit right here on Come On, Son, the podcast. Man, love you more than cook food, so please, folks, be well and take care of yourselves, all right? Until next week, come on, son. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Come on, son, son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. Come on, son, son. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.